Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. Ong Pungai Long Ko Oi Devin. And I'm RJ. What was that beautiful language? Tagalog. It's oh. Filipino. Yeah, RJ, yeah. did you understand him? I did not. He didn't say it correctly. <laughs> I wish you just responded to me right then, like it was like in your nature. Yeah. <laughs> Punts it. Like you're a sleeper agent. Lupia. Yeah. <laughs> Lupia. <laughs> Manny Pacquiao. Oh, yeah, that motherfucker. Pac-Man. No, no. No, it's his name. Pac- <laughs> no, Pac-Man is not Filipino. No, it, it's the <laughs> boxer <laughs> Manny Pacquiao's <laughs> nickname, Pac-Man. Manny Pacquiao, Pac-Man. <laughs> He may fight Conor McGregor, and no one's looking forward to it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so today is episode 13 of Five Song Mixtape. Um, today is 13. Devin's fourth time. Fourth time's a charm at a mix. He can almost drive. <laughs> um, RJ, what is the riddle of the Sphinx? Um, so it, it, it's, what is it? Like, it's something that wakes up three, when I wake up. I, I don't know that I looked it up and I saw like three, four different variations of it. So it's like one of those where it's like something that wakes up with like three or four legs and then like in the afternoon. Do you know what, like the riddle, like what's the question? That this is what I'm trying. That's the answer. No, no, no. What is, oh. what? The answer is something else. Oh, but the, okay. the riddle yeah, is yeah, actually yeah. like You're what's something with like four <laughs> legs in the morning, afternoon, it's like two legs, and then like at night or something like that. But I've also heard the, the, the span of their life versus I've heard different variations of it that I looked up when I did my Google search. Okay. Which and one that, did you stick with? Mm, the one that I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, so... Devin's uh, mixtape for today is labeled Riddle of the Sphinx. 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 Uh, can we ask why? So, uh, I don't know why I thought of the Riddle of the Sphinx the other day. Well, RJ says you were watching an Egyptian documentary. On yeah, but Egypt. this was way after that. <laughs> and I, I don't know what memory I have of the Riddle of the Sphinx. But it gets confused with the part in the never-ending story when Atreyu has to like walk oh, yeah. through those two sphinxes with laser eyes. Dude, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I had to watch it again today because yeah. I have like, I, I had, like, uh, I remember that scene every once in a while, yeah. and for some reason I remember it with the riddle of the sphinx. Like he had to answer these questions. Sure. But it was some other movie I'm getting confused with. Yeah. But yeah, I just popped into my head the other day. And I was like, oh, I want to make a playlist on that based on the answer of it. So in the first song, it would be somebody being born or the beginning of life. Hold on. Hold on. We're not there yet. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, it just popped into my head. What do you think of the movie The Mummy with Brendan Fraser? Oh, one of my favorites. So just saying that, he's been thinking about this for a while. No, I really haven't. It was literally like (laughs) Tuesday. You are really into the pyramids. Yeah. He walks like an Egyptian. <laughs> all kinds of triangles. You do walk like an Egyptian. I do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very off-putting, but I do it anyways. I do it for me. You love hookah. I love hookah. <laughs> hookah. It's my fave. 
According to Greek mythology, the Sphinx sat outside of Thebius and asked the riddle to all travelers who passed by. If the traveler failed to solve the riddle of then the Sphinx, would kill them. Laser eyes. (laughs) If the traveler answered the riddle correctly, then the Sphinx would destroy herself. The riddle. Which creature walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, and three legs in the evening? The answer, man walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, and three legs in the evening, crawling as a baby, walking upright through most of life, and then using a cane in old age. Yeah. And then the Sphinx commits suicide. Yep. That's what happened to us when nose is all fucked up. <laughs> Somebody got it right. <laughs> um, so the concept of like the theme of the mix is man. Mm, it's more <laughs> of a li- lifespan. So, okay. so going through life. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like, well, I was going to say the movie boyhood, but that doesn't end with no, it's not dying, but something Benjamin that's button? like, it's like a reverse Benjamin <laughs> button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but something span. It's more like walk hard. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it starts out. He's born and he's got his life in the middle, and then yeah. in the end, it he hurts. doesn't die. He just gets old. Yeah, yeah. Um, big fish. Uh, it doesn't quite. Real big fish. No, I'm big. Oh, fish. big fish. Yeah, he doesn't quite start super young. Okay, he's like yeah. in yeah adolescence age ish. Yeah, but that goes through his life. I'm trying to think of other movies that like span someone's life. Yeah, Probably missing something obvious right now when I'm thinking of it. Not big. <laughs> Thirteen going on thirty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's not too many others, but there is one that I'm thinking of that I cannot remember. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't have any. RJ, do you have any questions going into this mix? As I've we got discuss answers. It? But all kinds of answers. No questions. Um, I did not know what the riddle was originally. Then I looked it up and I was like, all right, I, I see He's not ki- impressed. kind of <laughs> what the riddle is. And Tell then kind of going through the, the songs, I was like, all right, I get it. Okay. No questions. Not impressed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I see. Just write me off. <laughs> Just be here in my corner. Could you make a five song mixtape about man going through? Early life, middle life, later in life. I only have songs of after the breakup. <laughs> so no. Yeah. It's like that's the only song. That's you the listen only to. thing maybe <laughs> something else registers. Maybe losing a friend or something, <laughs> yeah. but you know, everything else before that, nope. Yeah. This made me realize that there are like I tend to think that most songs are about relationship and like love, but it made me realize that there's a lot of other songs that are about like the fear of getting old and yeah, other freaking, stuff like that. Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, damn! I missed one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would do if he had Gangsta's Paradise. That would have been first. That would have rose the <laughs> score. I would have been excited about that. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Well, you screwed up now. Yeah. yeah now you fucked Fuck. up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, RJ, I was expecting. Uh, I'm expecting you to bring the fire today. 
Uh, I'm expecting to to see hear the anger and outrage from you. Just pound that beer. <laughs> Tell me what you <laughs> rage. Um, what, what was the last on uh, uh, Umbrella Academy? The last step of, of like when they're close to their other self. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, it was like blind rage or something. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, okay. it's the the. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <clears throat> all right. Um, all right. So let's start off here. We got track number one. Um, we've got Welcome to Earth, in parentheses, Polywog, by Sturgill Simpson, off of A Sailor's Guide to Earth. Uh, it's track number one on the mixtape, track number one on the album. It's got to be. Coming in at four minutes and 53 seconds. Um, for those uninitiated in Sturgill Simpson, uh, he's an American country music singer-songwriter, if you want to put him in a hole if you want to peg him down i yeah. guess and call him that i guess uh as of 2019 he's released four albums as a solo artist his first two albums high top mountain and meta modern sounds and country music were independently released in 2013 and 2014 respectively the latter was nominated for a grammy award for best americana album uh listed 18th on the rolling stones Best 50 of 2014. I wonder who he lost to that year. I don't know, but they suck. Damn good album. Yeah. His third album, A Sailor's Guide to Earth, was released on Atlantic Records. Was uh, Simpsons' first major label release, later earning him Best Country Album at the 59th Grammy Awards. Simpson is often compared to Waylon Jennings and his style to the outlaw country genre of country music. Shooter Jennings, Waylon's son, Sturgill isn't imitating at all, and he sounds like my favorite era of my dad, 70s, when he would sing quieter and more conversational. That's what stuck me about Sturgill from day one. It still does. Simpson himself counts Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, Keith Whitley, and Marty Robbins as much bigger influences on his sound than Waylon Jennings. <laughs> Take that shooter. <laughs> uh, country music television suggested that Simpson has a voice that recalls Merle Haggard, guitar licks that bring Buck Owens to mind. His overall sound was described by IndieWire as a mesmerizing and sometimes bewildering mix of traditional country sounds, contemporary philosophy, and psychedelic recording studio wizardry. Mm. Now, RJ. What is your relationship with Sturgill Simpson? Are you guys going steady? I've heard of him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> better than Tom Petty so far. Oh, you're saying he's better than Tom Petty? Okay, so so you have... I've heard his stuff before, and I'll be like... Ah, so you're I'm, at school. I might like, be able to guess that it's him. And you're like, I've heard of Sturgill Simpson <laughs> yeah. before. But you have no uh, invested emotion to go meet the upperclassmen, to get to know them, to see what the hubbub's about. I heard that guy I kinda, fucks. I kind of <laughs> gaze, and then I'm like, eh, I get gaze, it. Gaze, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gaze upon I him? I veer with my looks. <laughs> Okay. So you haven't you've never taken the deep dive. No, I think it's just whatever Devin's played me. Okay. I don't know if I uh, the only things I've probably played are your like top like live YouTube. YouTube videos. You're like check this out and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> oh yeah, like the SNL one was really good. Yeah. Um a few other like live ones that are just cool to watch. 
But yeah. So you haven't heard enough to make you take a deeper dive. No, not yet. And does this include this song? Um, have I heard this song? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Um, but I, I I do enjoy parts, not all of this this song. Okay, interesting. That is interesting because it is kind of a two part song. Is it? Just it kind of is. With me, what parts do you think I so, like? Originally, when I like, I had the idea for this song, and I couldn't remember if the second part to the song was included in that first track, yeah, or if it was "Welcome to Earth" was like the intro, yeah, and then it goes into song two. If I had to guess, RJ, you liked when the horn section really kicks up. That's what I would guess when you're really boogieing. So when it comes in, I'm like, all right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First part I could have done with all that, like all of that, but the like the second part comes in when everything starts playing, and I'm like, yes, I got the snapping of the fingers, I got the tapping of the feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're oh. rocking that hip. I was like, side. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like this, and I'm like, oh, it's about a baby. Head. It's about a kid, a newborn. That's the intro Wait. to the thing. Wait, that's when you got that it was about a baby. <laughs> <Pay attention>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, it's um. just like boring beginning parts. Does it help that he's kind of, in weird ways, more specifically recently, but kind of makes conceptual albums? I don't think he's heard Sound and Fury. Yeah. I, I watched that. Because the Sailor's Guide private. is kind of like, I, I don't know if concept is the right word, but it's very much themed. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, themed, not conceptual, because he's writing stuff from his perspective currently like but it's also in the sound you know what i'm yeah. saying like especially like so you've never taken the deep dive on sturgill mm-hmm. and if you did if you started at the beginning you'd be like okay this is like some interesting americana it's with one of a my favorite of, albums high top mountain yeah a little so bit of bluegrass good. infused a little bit of modern country you're like okay and then you get to meta modern sound and you're like all right happened someone's playing psychedelic rock randomly changes yeah. his style altogether but it's all still together. country still country yeah no but he's able to, to ident- put in there some great psychedelic stuff mm-hmm. and then you get to sailor's guide and it has um an overwhelming influence from this very particular era of early 70s country music yeah that's infused in there that's through the whole album so that yeah. horn section that you have, like that pops in this opening track, yeah. is something in modern country music like doesn't exist. It's something that was infused with like jive music with like James Brown when they started incorporating more horn sections into country music into the late sixties. So originally, when I heard this, I heard the first part and I'm like, "All right, I get it." Then that second part came in and I'm like, "Oh." Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so much cooler. I yeah. like it. It has like, the vibe to it. It, yeah. just, it just sounds awesome. It changed like the whole song for me. Yeah. yeah. And that horn, the, the way that he uses the horn section in this album is very particular because it's not only just like boogie horn. It's also really big sweeping orchestral horns in the sections that he uses. Yeah. 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 He, it adds a lot of like atmosphere to the entire album at the appropriate times where it's not like Metallica 
S and M album where it's like an orchestra playing Metallica songs, <laughs> you know, and they're playing along with them. Yeah, it's like it's added in there at the perfect times. It's like you got. I think they have some string sections in part of it. Yeah, like yeah, you never think that horns go well in country music. Yeah, until you hear that. And then you've got his latest, which we've mentioned on the podcast, the Sound of Fury one, where it he made this. I don't even know what to categorize that album as. Yeah, but it's there's an anime to accompany it. Yeah, I've seen you saw parts Devin of Devin watching it. Yeah, yeah, and I was very confused watching it. I listened to the album a few times, and I like the album, and it makes more sense with the anime. But yeah, it also makes less sense when you see the anime, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> there's so much going on. There's like different animation styles. Yeah. There's different concepts. There's no through line through the entire thing, really. Yeah. But the only through line is Sturgill Simpson. It's like changing of radio stations. Yeah. So it's, whew, it's a very high concept album. And what's your guys' relationship with country? There are some songs that I like by certain artists. Um, What's the most recent country artist that you like? No shame if anybody says they like you know, Garth Brooks, Toby I mean, Keith. I'm going to shame you. No shame. No shame for me. <laughs> uh, I like Brad Paisley. Oh, I do love Brad Paisley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just great at his telecaster. Mm-hmm. He knows how to play. That boy can play the telly. Uh, <laughs> I became a fan after the progressive commercials. <laughs> But I think there's like random songs that I like, but besides that, I have no like affiliation with country music. Besides Taylor Swift. Oh, I I like country. Is Taylor Swift country? She started off just like Miley started off country. I think my little black dress. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, About as pop as I get is like Brad Paisley. And then I like, I like Americana. Uh, we talked about Brad or uh, Brandy Carlisle, yeah, on one of the previous episodes. I like that style, I like Jason Isbell in the four hundred unit, um, Sturgill Simpson, Tyler Childers, like a lot of that. I don't want to call it underground country because they're very popular, yeah, but they're not. It's not radio country. Mm-hmm. Like I don't say that I like country because everybody that likes country is like, oh, you like Toby Keith, yeah. Or Dustin Lynch, or any other guy with two first names. Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. 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 But yeah, Save I don't a like horse, that. Ride a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the Toby Teats. <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't like country past the mid 70s. I'm very staunch yeah. on that, especially when you get into the 80s. I don't like because. Country takes a very particular turn when it gets into the 80s, late 80s yeah. in particular. And it just it defines a sound of country pop that seems to have lasted forever, even though the genre changes slightly, but it really doesn't. Um, it basically stays the same to me. And it has to do with the way like country music is literally manufactured. It's the only style of music... That if you get into it, you are a songwriter or you're a performer. Like, there's literally yeah. people who just make a career as, like, 
I just write songs for famous people. Yeah. And that's it. And then there's guys that they're like, I just look really good in flannel. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm the performer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't even have a good voice. No. I can just go, red truck. <laughs> like, I do something yeah. with my voice. Yeah, it's not it's, a good voice. It's, it's just, crazy to me that, like, it's literally built an industry off of, like, this is what you do, and this is what we do with what you do. Yeah. Like, it's not like punk music where it's like, fuck, if... If I found out that anyone and if Danzig was writing songs for fucking someone else, it'd be like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Yeah. But it's completely accepted in that it's the way that that style of music works. It would like, be like Danzig writing for Hollywood Undead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Dolly Parton made it very popular, but she kind of had to because she's a woman, right? Yeah. And then you have um, fuck. Who's the? There's another guy who's very, very famous. From I that can't time. remember his name. Okay, yeah. the guy on that they make fun of on Family Guy, Conway Twitty. Yes. Yeah. Well, he does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but That's she that sings era, "Islands in the Stream" with the, uh, Kevin McDonald. Oh. He he does as well. But um, but like it's just it's just a weird genre of music that like I could give a fuck yeah. about country music until I first heard Sturgill Simpson. Yes. I always liked, I respected Willie Nelson, The Highwaymen, Merle Haggard, Wayne Love Jennings. All Love all of them. And uh, there's another guy that I forget his name all the time, but you mentioned him earlier. Um, but all those older guys. Marty I, Robbins? Marty Robbins, yeah. yeah. I've always loved that sound, yeah. but nobody was doing that anymore. No. So I never, I never paid attention to it. It's like I heard Willie Nelson. I'm like, okay, I like Willie Nelson. Yeah. That's it. There's nothing new coming out like that until this new wave started showing up. Yeah. Of like Sturgill. When I heard Metamodern Sounds, I'm like, oh, okay, this is like kind of the old outlaw country, but in a new way. Yeah. It's completely unique to him. Yeah. Like, even though it has some brushes, if you take a dive on Sturgill, it has some direct influences where you're like, this is influence from this person. This is influence from this person, but it is all unique to him because he just has a very unique sound to all of his albums. And I first got turned on to him uh, before a sailor's guide had came out. I had heard him. I can't remember where it was either on a podcast or something, but it was, uh, he was talking about this album that was coming out. Sound and fury. No, before a oh. sailor's guide. Oh, okay. yeah. And so this would have been like 2015 ish. And when I first heard him, I hearing him talk, it's like, he's very interesting because if you take another deep dive on, I'm going to talk about Sturgill for a long time. <laughs> it's just, just a Sturgill just podcast. Buckle. Okay. Just, okay. For, just so you guys know there's four other songs, but they don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Sturgill. But he's a guy that's like a real person. Yeah. So like he's from Kentucky. His middle name is Sturgill. He worked in the Navy, and he worked on the fucking railroad. Yeah, he worked for the railroads till he was like 35 yeah. and yeah. then started a music career. And then his his wife That's was late. like, hey, you yeah. should probably do this seriously. He's like, should I? And then, yeah. like, here he is, Sturgill Simpson. Because yeah. he hasn't been doing this professionally for that long. How long? Like, Three less years than 10 was. years. Yeah. yeah. Well, 2013, maybe? 2013. So, yeah. I guess, well, 17 years yeah. now. But. Yeah, he's he just was a normal guy that got into this. Yeah. And he still retains that normal guy personality too. Right. Normal guy with just like 
gritty stories, which is what you love about country from the old days. Yeah. Is you've got like gritty guys telling these gritty stories. Yeah. Tyler Childers, uh, I showed you him yeah. the other day. He is very similar and he's related to the Sturgill Simpson uh, group, I guess. Mm. Like they've played shows together and very similar style, but his, he, he's his a little lyrics, bit more bluegrass influence. A little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Like West Virginia, I think is where he's from, or maybe Kentucky, but he's, uh, he has very relatable lyrics, I guess. It, it kind of brought the country music aspect from the outlaw country era and yeah. brought into the main, not mainstream, but uh, modern times. And yeah, there's something about these guys that like, you just can't help but listen. Yeah. To. Yeah. When I first got into Sturgill Simpson, my father-in-law, who's from Kentucky, who loves country music and loves folk and bluegrass, who goes to folk and bluegrass festivals, I was like, hey, man, I just heard this guy. His name's Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. And he was like, let me hear. And he is hooked. Really? <laughs> he loves Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. Because there's something, because he's a big into music, and he understands, he's like... He's like, man, he's doing things that they used to do way back in the day. Yeah. Like, even on his early stuff, he's still doing it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's so particular. But anyways, this song, RJ, is one of the best songs ever made. <laughs> 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 it's one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. It's one of my favorite opening tracks to an album ever. Um, this song, but it's, I know that the song's good. Yeah. Right? Like, musically, it's good. But this is, like, I would say the first song on this podcast that I have a very deep emotional connection to this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> RJ's just staring at me like, <laughs> when so are we going to go to the next to the song? the second song. <laughs> it was a good intro. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have, like, he's almost two years old. And this song... I can't tell you how many times I listened to leading up to having a child. And then in the first, literally driving home from the hospital, I needed to listen to this song when he was just born, had was driving home from the hospital and I had to listen to the song. This song is so emotional for, for me for so many reasons because it literally nails the head for me on like so many things. So for instance, like my wife and I, we waited about seven or eight years until we had a kid. That's mm-hmm. how long we were married until we had a kid. And, like, it's literally in the song. Yeah. That it's like, like, I shouldn't have waited so long. Yeah. Like, if I'd known the answer <laughs> yeah. was so easy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's li- it, the answer is there for, like, people who have kids where it's just, like, you, you don't realize the thing that you were missing. But, like, it's uh, once it happens, it's like, oh, okay, this is... I yeah. can't believe I've I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the strangest thing. It's the I get thing. that feeling from a song, and I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. See, I get how that's like a magical thing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I listen to Who Let the Dogs Out because I have a dog. So that's your Sturgill Simpson yeah, song. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> the Who Let the Dogs Out. I hear my dog. You're really into DMX. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a pit bull. So. <laughs> you listen to Pitbull? <laughs> oh no, yes. <laughs> That is, that is Rondo, my dog's playlist. <laughs> um, yeah, he, on this album, I, are you into Nirvana at all? 
No. No. Okay. I don't like Nirvana at all. So we're all on the same page. We don't like Nirvana. Oh, yeah, I forgot. None of us like Nirvana. Sick. Okay. We're changing the name of the podcast. It's not going to be on uh, a playlist, hopefully, <laughs> from anybody. No. There is a cover mm-hmm. of a Nirvana song okay. that makes me be like, Maybe I like Nirvana. I the same <laughs> fucking thing. And then I listen to Nirvana. I was like, oh, I don't. Nah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. He's so he does a cover of In Bloom. And like, it's just so fucking weird that a guy who won a Grammy for this album it's like, I'm gonna do is a doing a Nirvana cover that's like, I wouldn't consider it a country cover, but I guess it is. Like, but like, he's just like, it's yeah. so, he's so interesting, RJ. He is. His name he is also, Sturgill. He did <laughs> the cover true. of When in Rome's The oh, yeah. Promise yeah. on his previous album, which was the ending song from Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I don't I recall. Yeah. yeah. You, you'd know it if you heard it, but it's such a good cover too. Yeah. Like he's put covers on, uh, not all of his albums, but I guess just those two. Yeah. I don't know if there's one on High Top Mountain. Actually. So basically everything, yeah. he just put his own style on it, which yeah, that's cool. Like very good covers, but still in the context of the album, it works. And he he talks about getting high and playing Goldeneye. Goldeneye like, was fun. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about DMT. DMT? That, that, yeah. yeah. That's an interesting... He, no, the... Where he... <laughs> That was the first time I heard uh, Sturgill Simpson was the first song on Metamodern Sounds. I'm like, okay, I got to listen to this. And I listened to first verse and the chorus. And it goes into the secta- or second verse. And he goes into reptile aliens made alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like rip you open. To- right. I was like, what the fuck? This isn't country. <laughs> yeah. Like, What's he doing? He has anti-war songs. That was the best one on which SNL. Yeah, which is like... For a modern day country artist to be doing anti war no, songs, all, yeah, yeah. Did you listen? Did you see the or did I send you the article of Tyler Childers about the album? Yes, did you see the video in there? Uh, uh-uh. you should watch that video, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's all about um, just the times we're in and mostly Black Lives Matter and the, the movement that's happening, yeah. And it's a message to him. Or message from him to his community and other people that aren't on board with the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's really interesting to hear from, especially a country music musician, his stance on that. And he put it in such a beautiful context. Like, that was, yeah, something that anybody could understand. That was one of the, this is why I love Dolly Parton, because Dolly Parton is like, fuck yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And like everyone was like, what? <laughs> it's like Dolly's You're like, not fuck Toby you. Toby Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Brad Paisley? I've yeah. got Dolly World. Fuck I, off. Yeah. <laughs> but Tyler Childers came out with this new album yeah. where it's like 13 songs of just like old time uh, instrumental fiddle country, like fiddle music country. Yes. And then the last song is the song with lyrics in it. And the the idea behind the album is for you to listen to the instrumental songs and reflect on this time period that happened before, you know, in this time period that's happening now and reflect on everything that's happening until you hear this song that gives you his thoughts on what's happening now in the world. Nice. Such a good album. Yeah. All the way through. Like, you still want to listen to instrumentals. And then, yeah, just watch that video. It's incredible to hear from a country musician that like that perspective. Mm. Yeah. So you were indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was a cool intro song. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard like some stuff from him. I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't hate it. It I'm didn't not gonna blow put... your hair back, though. Yeah, I like the second part better. Um, yeah. it, it was a nice way to introduce it because now that I figured out what the riddle of the Sphinx was, uh, but it, I mean, as far as the first half didn't enjoy it, the second half I did enjoy. Yeah, I understand what you're saying about the first half, like not gripping you. But it is really the second half that if you're not, like, initiated to Sturgill Simpson, then the second half is really what would pull you in. Yeah. Because when I first heard it, I was like, okay, this is a nice, mellow start. Mm-hmm. And that the horns came, and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I get it. All right. Let's move on here. All right. Left Sturgill Simpson. He's like best. 45 minutes later. Fucking great. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next song on here is Younger Us by Japan Droids yeah. off of Celebration Rock. Uh, so this is second song on the mixtape. It's the sixth song on the album, coming in at three minutes and thirty three seconds. Uh, Japan Droids are a Canadian rock band from Vancouver, Canadians. Um, formed in two thousand six, the band rose to prominence following the re- release of their debut album Post Nothing in two thousand nine. Uh, their second album, Celebration Rock, was in twenty twelve and was released to widespread critical acclaim. Uh, Japan Droids music has been described as one part classic rock, one part punk due to their blending of classic rock influences such as Bruce Springsteen and Tom Petty with punk rock influences such as The Replacements and Who's Du. Celebration Rock is the second album from them uh, recorded in Vancouver. Uh, The album was released to widespread critical acclaim, like I said. And yeah, that's an interesting description. Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty mixed with punk. Yeah. Never thought of it like that before. Me neither. I, I just I, thought of noise rock or garage rock. They just like, I even though they're not from the 90s, I'm like, this just sounds like 90s. Anytime I've heard Japan Droids, I'm like, oh, this is the 90s, right? Yeah. Like, there's, there's something about them that yeah, screams Yeah, something that raw. Me. Yeah. Like, really raw that was like, the grunge era, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. RJ, I like that description. Japan actually. Droids. Oh, I, I love this song. Yeah. You're um, Japan Droids fan? I, I, I've heard, not a fan. I, I enjoy, <laughs> I've heard this album. I enjoyed the album. How about that? Yeah. Um, have I listened to everything else they might have? I, I, I have not. Um, but no, this song kicks in, and it, it, as I said, it's more a beat. And I'm like, yes, this is where I wanted to go with this. Yeah. Um, and just the whole message of the whole song, just kind of reminiscing of just like, remember when we did this, remember when we did that. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that as like, a, you know, the adolescent ears or the, the young twenties. And I was like, this is the perfect in the lineup of the songs. Nice. How did you feel about it, Mike? I love the song. It's a great. All song. right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Had you heard Japan droids before? Yeah. Do you know what you'd uh, heard by them? Um, not particularly. I've okay. heard them before, and it's not like most of their stuff. It sounds bad when I say this, but a lot of their stuff sounds very similar to me, but not in a bad way. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like it's all coming from the same artist, and it's all within the same type of formula almost. Um, but yeah. it's not in a bad way. Like, it, so I can't, I, I've never taken a deep dive on Japan Droids at all. So they had an album called No Singles that came out with or came out with before Post Nothing that is a collection of two EPs I think mm-hmm. that is very different but still you can hear it's Japan Droids. Then yeah. Post Nothing came out and that kind of solidified their style 
Celebration Rock is a great album, but I totally agree with you that a lot of it does sound similar. Yeah. And but not, in, not a bad in a bad way. way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of this style like that it's hard to stray away from. Yeah. Because it's two guys. It it's just one. to me it always sucked with them because I heard them in that era of when New York was having like this renaissance of like rock artists, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I can't remember if we've talked about um, like um, was it Black Rebel Motorcycle Club? No, um, like uh, crap. What are they called? Do 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 do. Strokes. Yes, the Strokes. Yeah. Yes, it, great. Love that. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> play this game again. So the Strokes oh. and uh, were they called like the Hive or something? Vines. Vines. That's yeah. They had the Hives too. Yeah. And, they, all the dub bands. I heard them around the same time, and okay. it's not like they sound similar, but they they also kind of sound like you they belong it. together. Yeah, like I would see them at the same show type of yeah. deal, you know? Yeah. Um. So I think I don't know if that ever hurt them from getting any more popularity. You know who I relate these guys to is Beach Slang. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because Beach Slang has a sound to it that is similar throughout all their songs. Mm-hmm. But not in a bad way. Yeah. It's different enough, which I would compare a little bit to Tom Petty in my eyes, mm-hmm. which be with beach slang, uh, where there's like a change where they're still playing beach slang songs, but it's yeah. like, yeah, this is a different song, but it's by the same band. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love the transition between song one and song two. Yes. This, this yeah, was a risk that. for me. This was me taking a risk. Really? I wasn't going to put this one Out of one the in. five songs on here, this is not the risk all right. at all. Okay. <laughs> that was, that's it. I, that's interesting. Yeah, this is the yeah. nice, just like, you're just happy, Okay. I guess. Like, when you hear the song, it's just enjoyable. So what I was going for was, if song one is birth, mm-hmm. you know, the age of zero this one. is just chaos as a toddler. This would be <laughs> adolescence to like, uh, you know, like 15, 16, 17. I saw that. Even you're old, yeah, like young representative 20s too. of that time. Maybe 20s. Because that's your regular back time. On your yeah, I see high school. That's what yeah. I see with this song. I th- it's, uh, it's an interesting song because it's talking about being older and reminiscing on the times of being younger. Yeah. So you can apply it to both, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I do associate it with. 1617. Yeah. So that's why it was a little bit more aggressive and angsty and then kind of change going to the next one, which was a risk as well. Anything else on Japan droids, RJ? No, it was good. I enjoyed it. All right. I think this was my, I can't remember if I named it my favorite song of all time or favorite song recently on our first episode. Oh yeah. But it was on the list somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so track number three here, we've got Same Drugs by Chance the Rapper off of Coloring Book, which is considered a mixtape. Um, it's track number six off of Coloring Book, uh, third song on this mixtape, coming at four minutes and 17 seconds. Chancellor Jonathan Bennett, known professionally as Chance the Rapper, American rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, activist, actor, philanthropist, born in Chicago. Uh, Chance the Rapper released his debut mixtape, 10 Day, in 2012. He began to gain mainstream recognition in 2013 after releasing his second mixtape, Acid Rap. He then released his third mixtape, Coloring Book, in 2016, which garnered further critical acclaim. Um, Let's see. I think he's, if you look him up, he only has one album, 
but then three mixtapes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I still don't get that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, alongside his solo career, Chance Rapper is a member of the Chicago collective Save Money and is the vocalist for the band The Social Experiment. They released the album Surf in May in 2015, led by trumpeter Nico Segal. He is also involved in social activism in the Chicago community where he resides. Uh, Bennett has labeled himself as a Christian rapper. Following the release of his mixtape Color and Book, Bennett believes that God is to thank for his blessings and his success. He has attended multiple dates for Kanye West's Sunday, Sunday service, most notably performing his verse on Ultralight Beam at Coachella in 2019 and his hometown in Chicago's Huntington Bank Pavilion. Uh, so, like I said, Color and Book is his third mixtape, released in 2016. He had an album? Like yeah. An, what's the album? It's uh, on Acid Raps. No, I think it, it's, it's came, it came after. Uh, it, I think it's pretty recent. Damn, I thought this was his actual album and everything else was a mixtape. <laughs> I can't keep track of that shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, RJ, Chance the Rapper. You in? I, I've heard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard what Devin played me, Yeah, uh, but I never listened on my own. I have some people that at my work that play them too, and it's just like, oh, I haven't heard that one. That was that was all right. Um, his style, just the the way he does things. I've heard this song before. It's catchy. Like I'll I'll, I'll hum it in my head. I'll sing like the oh, chorus no, no. a couple times whenever it gets to it. And but you know what? But for the the order of the actual mix, it's just you know I, I feel like they're looking back at the younger 20s like the high school years of we don't do that anymore we're now an adult mm-hmm. and i was like it works yeah so lyrically it works <laughs> musically <laughs> give a shit less I, I picture him in his overalls that he has and that bothers you <laughs> i see him in his overalls the first song's literally a country song <laughs> that's fine in overalls so so far we're listening to a mix that if Devin put on you would not care. Like <laughs> this would be like the first would be like, "Hey RJ, I wanted to listen to this song." You'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." Where's all the death and sorrow <laughs> and heartbreak? Seems like, no, that seems like the general theme of any time I play any music. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Does he wear overalls? Yeah, <laughs> that's actually the fourth question. <laughs> uh, so I've I've heard Chance the Rapper before, just like on. I, I don't know where. Just it, he's just yeah. like one of those guys where like you've heard him before. He's on a commercial. Yeah, something. Yeah, he yeah. has a very particular <laughs> name. I think that he is. Out. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has a style to himself that I've never wanted to like care about. I guess. Yeah. Um, the, Me too. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard this song before. Um, the first time that I heard it, I was just like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I could just like care less. I can't tell you how much I like this song. Oh, like, I'm so glad. Like, I'm going to say it. So out of all of the music that I have not heard so far. Yeah. On this podcast. Oh, this is my favorite song. Fuck yes. <laughs> Did you because, listen to the album? No, I want Ooh. to. Though. This is. Yeah. So I really want to take a deeper dive into yes. him because again, even the first time that I played this mixtape, I was just like, 
He's doing okay. He's the same. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's just okay. We're doing it. Okay. We're have a little melody break. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. fine. Then changes at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like the ending. That was yeah. Cool. Exactly. Same thing as the first. Yeah. But I can't tell you, and I have. I can't. I won't tell you the reason why I like this song so much because it has to do with something else. Oh. But this song, I can't not get it out of my head, but in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. It's that melody. I, yeah. I, I'll be at work and I was just humming it as I'm like doing work and I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. it's in my head still. Yeah, I fucking love it. Like it's, again, yeah. out of like all the songs that I have not heard before on this podcast, <laughs> this song, I'm just like, <laughs> fuck yeah. He has his style. It's his style that he, he does. I don't know if it's in the same category as other people, but it's unique. I don't know what changed it for me, but I had the same exact opinion of Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Like I heard, I heard, I don't even know what song, but I heard something by him and I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then I decided one day I was in like a hip hop mood and I was like, all right, I'll check out this new hip rapper. And I checked out Chance the Rapper, listened to the album coloring book. It's such a good album. There's so much diversity in the album. Yeah. It's similar. Did you ever listen to Kendrick Lamar's To Pip a Butterfly? Nope. I've never taken a deep dive on him. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So there's a in To Pimp a Butterfly, he uh he had the songs written and he brought in musicians for every this might be what makes things a mixtape, technically. I don't I don't know. But <laughs> he brought in musicians for every single one of the songs that were like world renowned re- musicians and uh-huh. said, I want you to play something for this song. And they're like, okay, well, what do you want me to play? Like, it's improvise. Like, I want you to play what you play. Yeah. And every song in the album is so different, but still has that that through line of Kendrick Lamar throughout the entire thing. And Coloring Book is kind of like that. It's like a really good mix of these different musicians playing what they want to play and him really just like channeling something that conveys really well to the masses because he had the album acid raps before which was also a mixtape i guess that was it's really good but there's not as much uh cohesion throughout the album Mm. but coloring book really just flowed well and i listened to this album so many times yeah but yeah i was never a fan before and then heard this one this was one of the standout songs that i always remember such a good song. Yeah, yeah, he's just doing a lot in the song. And yeah. it's deceiving because it sounds repetitive. Mm-hmm. That's what I really, really like about it. Yeah. Is that it seems repetitive, but there's a lot going on in this song. Yeah, I Which agree. is very technical. Kind of like Kanye in a certain way in his new-ish stuff. Like they compared it to Ultralight Beam. Mm-hmm. It's a very repetitive song, but it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So RJ, you could take it or leave it, huh? Uh, it's one of those. If there, there are some <laughs> songs that people play, and I'm like, I, I, I don't care for. He, he is unique in the way that he does it, and I do appreciate it. Yeah. Did you ever listen to the whole album? I've never listened to okay. the whole thing. Yeah. So you like Childish Gambino too, Mike? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was playing stuff for RJ the other night. <laughs> RJ will not have it. Mike's still doing it. <laughs> what what do you like by Childish Gambino? Though? I like his his harder I'm gangster songs. This is America. No pre oh pre oh, okay uh, got it. Redbone. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. I always forget what that album is actually called. I just see the cover and I yeah. think of it. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. The Bonfire. Or camp, Bonfire. Camp it's, the album is Camp. But yeah, yeah. That, all that like hip hop stuff. Yeah. I like that album. All his that, slow stuff I'd skip. Fine. But that's yeah. not like, to me, man, there's something that I, there's just such a big change. I'd rather listen to him on Community. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. He's a show community. I'm aware of what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't understand the words that come out of your mouth. It's Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I... Did you think that this was going to be my favorite song on the mixtape? I did not. I did not expect that either. This was a risk. (laughs) I did not see that. Number one was... I knew that you would like it, Mike. Yeah. And... I figured you would like it because it's a good intro song. Good intro song. Yes. So I was like, that's a safe one. Number two, it felt like it was a risk because it was such a change from the other one in energy. But it it flows properly. Yeah. Yeah. Different, completely different styles, but the energy does kind of stay the same. What did you feel like versus Mike and myself? What we say? For number two? Yeah. I thought you would like it because... You've it's heard it before. <laughs> yeah. Which basically, if if you've heard a song before... You get more points. Yeah, that. exactly. That's, like, that's the formula for five points from RJ. It's like, if it's I a Dustin Kendrew, if it's a Blink-182, <laughs> yeah. you get like an extra four points. Yeah. Yeah, then this one was... Uh, I liked the tonal shift of it. Yeah. I liked going from the harshness of Japan Droids to something that really slowed down. Yeah. It was in the middle. I appreciate that. And a that. completely different style, too. Yeah. So. It was a good... Uh, yeah, I'll have some thoughts about it being in the middle. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, then we go from a song that I loved. We've got Chance the Rapper. We've got a song that I love. Another Risk? <laughs> Into track number four, about a choo-choo train. <laughs> song called Stop This Train by John Mayer off of Continuum. Uh, so track number four on this makes tape, track number seven on the album, coming in at a strong four minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> strong. Uh, so we talked about John Mayer before, of course. The greatest guitarist of our, <laughs> our generation. Uh, Continuum is the third album by him, released in 2006 um, by Aware and Columbia Records. Recording sessions took place in 2005-2006 at the Village Recorder in L.A. Um, the album debuted at number two in the U.S. Billboard 200, selling more than 300,000 copies in its first week of sales. Hmm. So many white moms. So many white moms. <laughs> if you look at and videos, one Devin. live videos of that time... Yeah. It's so funny. It's yeah. all the same person yeah. in, the, in the audience. Just <laughs> it's great. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think it won a Grammy. Yeah, uh, several accolades, have. including a Grammy Award for Best Pop Vocal Album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Britney Spears. <laughs> The word continuum is showcased across the center. The typography for the title was customized to give the letter C and O to the appearance of the infinity symbol. (laughs) Many of the following letters touch in some way. The right vertical line of the second U is the left vertical line of the M in the title. 
nope. really bothers me about John Mayer mm. is his Wikipedia page is so giant. I bet. Like, there's so many fucking John Mariners out there just being like, just typing away on Wikipedia about yeah. entries, about blah, 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 blah. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I, I'm curious. Okay. This is going to sound bad. But you know how, like, Stevie Ray Vaughan died at, like, you know, he was popular. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix died at an early age. Yeah. Uh, kind of before he was as famous as he is now. Mm-hmm. I wonder what would happen if John Mayer had just died at an earlier age. If he would be thought of as a Jimi Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan. Because he is very talented. Here's my thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thing. All okay. right. So Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. A man that basically changed... The electric guitar forever. Yeah. Almost, you can't compare anyone else to Jimi Hendrix because he's the first. Yeah. Right? Then you said Steve Ray Vaughan. Right? Yeah. Steve Ray Vaughan was doing what Jimi Hendrix was doing, decided to do his own little flair on it, but was an ugly son of a bitch. Yeah. And he also, unless you like, I wouldn't consider Steve Ray Vaughan any type of sex symbol. Unless you're like you go for a very particular like lounge lizards, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like truck stop women, yeah. But then, like, you <laughs> <laughs> then you got Prince, Steve Then you got Prince, right? Yeah, Prince, okay. amazing guitar player. Yes, defined in his own unique sound as a guitar player. Very much a sex symbol. Sex symbol. I would argue the unique sound. Though. Yes. I would argue on that. Yes. Okay. Wait. I'm I'm saying that he's You would have sex with him, but his I would, style. I would fuck <laughs> Prince. So hard. No. But the way he did no, it. No, he would fuck you. That's <laughs> true. Let me get my heels. <laughs> Can I suck this dick down? <laughs> um I would say that he didn't have necessarily a unique sound. As much as a blend of Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton. He had a unique sound for being what he was. Okay. This yeah. is what I'm getting. Okay. He's a sex symbol who's very good at guitar. Got it. Okay. Right. Then you've got someone like an Eric Clapton. Right. You've got someone that's like a Jimmy Page. Okay. Okay. Then you've got someone that's like a... Uh, I can't think of the dude's name right now. Uh, Roger Waters? Sure. Pink Floyd? Uh, the dude from The Who. David Gilmore. Um, um, I can never fucking remember his name. Uh, Devin asshole. Townsend? No. Uh, Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend. Yeah. You got like a yes. Pete Townsend, right? Okay. All great guitar players. Brian May from Queen. Yeah. All great guitar <laughs> Throw players. Throw them in. Right. Um, Adam Levine from Maroon 5. No. <laughs> <laughs> But you're getting to where I'm getting here. Yeah, yeah. John Mayer, I don't know who told him he should be in the front of the stage Mm. when he should be five feet back. Okay. That's what I've come to terms with to what I don't like about John Mayer is someone said, 
hey man, you should just be singing out there because he's not a prince. He's not a prince. Okay. Right. He's not a sex symbol. Yeah. He's more of a guitar player who's happened to singing these songs. Dave Matthews. Ooh. I don't know who told him. Who ha, he? What did you say? I don't know who told him. You should be standing up here. Okay. When really he should be just a little bit backwards. <laughs> I feel the same exact way about Eric Clapton, though. One hundred percent. Eric Clapton should not be. In the I front. agree with Eric uh, with that on Eric yes. Clapton, but I think John Mayer has a good voice. He has a compared to his guitar playing. His voice does not match his guitar playing. This is what's Agreed. so particular for me. So, like, yeah. George Harrison, he's one of my favorite guitar players of all time. He has a very particular way that he does leads, which is not mm-hmm. recognized through most guitar people, right? Yeah. But his guitar playing matches his range of voice. Okay. Prince's guitar playing is wild and crazy, but he's mostly known for his range of voice. Yeah. Like he's a great fucking singer, right? Okay. Steve Ray Vaughan, not known for the voice. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that's tough. <laughs> Paul McCartney started off as a guitar player, has a great voice, so step back to bass. But Steve Ray Vaughan, <laughs> if there was... Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble, and they got rid of the Stevie Ray Vaughan part and had somebody else sing, and it was just Double Trouble. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, who's this great guitarist and this fucking singer I could give a shit less about? Yeah, you know, I don't care. I love great guitar players. I don't need them. Jimmy Page has a great voice. I've heard him sing. He has Ooh. a good voice. It is not the same as his guitar playing. Okay. he's Jimmy Page knows that he worships Satan, and he stands five feet back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. That's what I've come to terms with with the guy who calls himself John May. I have a lot more understanding about <laughs> your view on him now, and I appreciate it. Yes, I, I think that it. he belongs five feet back, okay. just ripping on guitar. But that doesn't exist. And someone told him okay. at the time, like, "Hey, man, that doesn't exist anymore. If you want to, if you want to be popular, like, be a songwriter." Okay. I will say... And he with, found a bunch of middle-aged white moms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will say, along the same lines as Eric Clapton, mm-hmm. I think he is a really good songwriter. Yeah. Like the Pete way Townsend's. Eric Clapton is. Yeah. Like, Tears in Heaven is a great song, lyrically. Yeah. And Pete Townsend's the same way. He's a fucking great songwriter. But he's nowhere near fucking Robert whatever. Uh, yeah. I can't remember his name. So, okay, that is... Uh, <laughs> why, don't, why don't I like Eric Clapton? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say... I, yeah. <laughs> but I like the I, I like the lyrical parts of uh, John Mayer's songs. I like the music. And his voice, yeah, it's, it's fine. It yeah. works. I think it's better than Eric Clapton's voice. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. But does he sing about cocaine? Yeah. Um, there might be one song. Cream doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cream is not Clapton. Just like the Yardbirds is not Jimmy Pitt. Like, it's different. Well, different. I, from what I've heard, the Yardbirds is just a completely different blues band <laughs> yeah. that never recorded anything <laughs> that they stole everything from. Yeah. yeah. In the wire room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
Uh, RJ, do you like this song? <laughs> uh, are you asking, do I feel like he's the greatest artist of all time? <laughs> you don't have to agree with me. Like, literally, do you think that he's the songbird you, of our generation? <laughs> yes. Are you asking me because, like, you know, might have like a John Mayer like shirt and like boxers that I sit in while I listen to him in, in the living room? I Ooh. wouldn't have those. John clothes. Mayer's face on the front of your <laughs> boxers? I would. He's on the back. Okay. <laughs> We'd be on the front. <laughs> Just he talks, he sings with the I'd love to have like. We should get you some shower curtains made. <laughs> Just John Mayer ripping on a shower curtains. Um, I I have not heard the song prior to Devin showing me the live version of this. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> so he was oh, wait, trying to stray more. away from songs RJ's heard. By the way, so I, I remember him playing it live, and I was like, "That's cool, whatever." The greatest, you know, musician of our time, and. Hearing this song as number four, I'm like, all right, I get the message. I, I see that. I Hold on, hold on. I, I appreciate for it in the mixtape. It, it works for number four. The The song, like just the lyrics, just kind of like, all right, you need to slow down because it's going too fast. Like just look at our older generation. My, my parents are going to pass away soon. They're going to leave us. And then what am I stuck with with like, you know, besides I don't want to go faster. I want to slow this down and just go back home. And I like that. It was a cool number four song, especially in the whole Sphinx, the riddle. Uh, going back to Egypt. <laughs> We're going back to <laughs> Egypt. Back, and back and to I'm just going to be like, his body is a waterfall. <laughs> and <laughs> I would probably describe his body as waterfall. <laughs> to be just, honest, just, just he's tall and weird. <laughs> he's tall, gangly, a <laughs> <laughs> long limb. Um, but it worked as number four. Um, this whole individual song. I mean, besides having <laughs> sorry, <laughs> just I his song. He, he I think he can play the guitar. <laughs> so dismissive i think he could play the guitar <laughs> he sings but i feel like he, he sings, sings. <laughs> yeah. devin showed me some stuff and my personal self i can't i can't do the whole singing and playing guitar at the same time right. yes. i find that difficult and yeah. i think he he excels at that he's great at that he'll be throwing things in there are some similar artists where here's my song and I'm going to base something off that as an intro for like live recordings. It's mm-hmm. like I'm going to play off something the same key, yeah. something like that, and then they go into the song. He does that too. He does a great job of that. Um, just individually, it's like he does a good job, but it's like, you know, I haven't gone much into his discography because of it. This song is way better on the live album. <laughs> I do I do like the live one. The live one yes. is better. But I couldn't include that one. <laughs> Because you make a drinking game when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't include that one because the last uh, the last part of it is like he says something that just threw the entire fucking thing off. And it bothered me so much that <laughs> I is. had to change it to this one, which I love the lyrics to this song yeah. in general. Just if I were to read it as a poem, I'd be like, damn, this is a good poem. And the song musically, like it's it's great. I, I like it, but the rest of the album is so much better than the song. <laughs> yeah. So this one was oh, I, 
Why did you choose the song other than just like the lyrics? Like you... the lyrics was the biggest part. Yeah, because so when I had the idea for the mixtape, I don't know if I want to talk about other songs just yet. Yeah, but I had in mind the Sturgill Simpson song. I had in mind this song because it's just about getting older. So I was like, oh, I could put that in the middle somewhere. And then the last song was going to be Neil Young's Old Man. Yeah. But then I listened to it and I was like, oh, I still fucking hate Neil Young. <laughs> so I can't put this on there. Yeah. So what was something else? But So you weren't thinking of me at all with this song? <sighs> no, because if I was, if I really wanted to even attempt to get you to be interested in this at all, I would have put the live version, even though you don't like live versions. <laughs> But it's Last so night, much better. RJ, we were listening to Sarah Brails' Gravity. Ooh, that's a great live And album. We his, were first, to his it. first instant <laughs> reaction was, but the live version. <laughs> no, no. The live version is so much better. It is wonderful. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, like even live versions? Jason Mraz's live albums? Okay. Fantastic. Jason Mraz's live albums are great. <laughs> Ooh. I see an outlier inside this room right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I think somebody just needs to understand live music. <laughs> Have you been to a concert? I know they don't do that nowadays anymore. Um, so here's the thing. If okay. you decided to make... Uh, so I really, really enjoy the Strummaker song. I think it's fucking great. What? Because this is... Oh, hold my, on, hold on. This Wait, is what? my wheelhouse. This is what I like. I gotta go take a I lap. Like this is stripped down. Yeah, can I get five? I like stripped down, simple <laughs> pop songs. I love the melody. It reminds me of a specific Beatles song. We don't need to get into it. Um, and if you were like going to like hook me on John Mayer, this is how you hook me. Not the blues fucking rock shit. I can yeah. care less okay. about that. It's the stripped down a twist with acoustic, doing a very great. Not folkish type melody, but it's a little it's picking, you know. Like it's just mm-hmm. this is what gets me into John Mayer is a song like this. Okay, I think really? the song was this a fantastic. radio? It's a great song. Damn. Now the transition from three to four, not great. Okay, <laughs> all right, but I, the song's good. I like. I will the song agree. A lot. I did struggle with the transition, <laughs> but I this song was in my head that I needed to include it. Yeah, and I originally was thinking the live version. Because it has a different feel to it, mm. since it's just him with an acoustic guitar. It still has the, like, it just doesn't have the drums. But it's there's yeah. a lot that's different about it. And that transition from three to four is better with the live one. But if I could cut, like, ten seconds off the end of that live song, then I would have put that one on. Because <laughs> <laughs> he says something like, y'all ready to hear some more oh, music? I would have been out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> really fucked it yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Damn. This is how you get me. Is a song like this? Okay, I thoroughly enjoyed this song. So lyrically, how did you feel about it? Like, did, did you I read the care. lyrics or did no. you just listen to it? I just listened to it. I was just okay. enjoying myself Great. listening to it. Just That's it was awesome. a good song. All right. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> All right. What was the other John Mayer song that I played the other Free time? Free Fallen. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's what you put. That's a tough one. For him. <laughs> All right. You've All done right. a live version of Free Fallen and this. Okay. <laughs> I'll do better next time. <laughs> See, as far as the songs go, I feel like this one, just with the lyrics, if I'd never heard the actual melody or like the the music of it, mm-hmm. just the lyrics fit. It fits in this. Yeah. And yeah. I appreciate I that. I like all of it. I thought lyrically it fit best at spot number four. Yeah. 
But I, yeah. Musically. Musically. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into track number five. Now, I would say that this is the most controversial track on here. Really? Yes. I would say that to an average, and I'll say it to almost everything that's on here, but in particular to this, I'll get into why. But this is the, what I would consider okay. the hardest song to like, to sell, sell you on. Yes. Okay. Exactly. All right. If you don't know the person's background. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know your background yet. He knows my background. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, track number five is Waiting for My Real Life to Begin, Hey Mooney, by Colin Hay, off of Going Somewhere. So, it's ending the mixtape, but track number five is track number seven, which is kind of weird, off of his album, uh, coming in at a strong five minutes and 46 seconds. To be uh, fair, all of his songs could be outro songs. <laughs> hey, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, Colin Hay, he's Scottish-Australian musician, singer-songwriter, and actor. Uh, he came in, uh, to prominence as the lead vocalist of the band Men at Work, and later also as a solo artist. Uh, following the breakup of Men at Work in 1985, Hay released several major label solo albums, including uh, Looking for Jack, Wayfaring Sons, to differing commercial success. In 2011, Hay commented on his early solo career, stating, After men at work for the better part of a decade, I was stumbling around being unfocused. It was pre-internet. I really had to try to find my audience by going out on tour. Men at work really didn't build a foundational audience. We came in as a pop band with enormous radio success, once that goes away and the band breaks up, the audience tends to go away with it. You're left with what you want to make of it. When you start out doing those tours, when you start out doing those tours, you start again. You tend not to attract a very big number of people. I play a hundred people, or sometimes less. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would so love going to go to one of those shows. Yeah. yeah, going somewhere is the sixth solo album by Scottish Australian singer Colin Hay, released in 2001. Um, so RJ, what is your relationship with Colin Hay? We're all going to have the same relationship here. Okay. Scrubs. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, I was going to say you didn't mention Scrubs in that Wikipedia article. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, so Hay's music has been frequently used by actor and director Zach Braff in his work, which helped a career rebirth in the mid two thousands. Um, so, uh, his song, this song in particular is on an episode, I believe is called my philosophy. Um, the waiting, this song waiting for my real life to begin has been featured in a number of television series, including scrubs, Dawson's Creek, the Hills. What about Brian Kane, the cleaner judging Amy, uh, Miami medical and brothers and sisters. Um, so, uh, huge scrubs fan. Yep. Huge Scrubs fan. Yep. Huge Scrubs fan. I yeah, think yeah. I have like four seasons in my room on yeah. DVD. We all scrubbed <laughs> out. Fucking love Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm super clean. I have the it. other four that you don't have. <laughs> yeah. um, I know I've mentioned it to Devin, um, but so Zach Braff and Donald Faison, since right before the pandemic started, they started doing a podcast. And it's I gotta listen to that. Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Oh, I love their name of it. Yeah. Have it. you been listening? I have not listened to it, but okay. I saw it off our page yeah. and I was like, I love that. Yeah. So I so I got I've been listening to it since the beginning. Uh, it's produced by Our Heart Radio. But so 
Zach Braff and Donald Faison, they go through each episode of the Scrubs, but they're also doing a lot of background information about their lives and things that they're doing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, uh, Bill, um, why can't I think of his last name? Oh, um, um fuck. What's what the hell's his last name? The guy who created the show. I see it. Bill something. Yeah. Bill Lawrence. Okay. So Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. Yeah. He's married to, uh, the From Drew actress. Show. Yes. Kate. Kate, who's Dr. Cox's yeah. love interest in Scraps. I always forget her name as well. Remember her real name. But anyways, so her and Zach Braff, they were the ones who basically curated the majority of the music for Scraps. Oh, cool. Yeah, there wasn't... TV shows didn't do what they were doing before Scrubs. Scrubs yeah. was the first TV show. Because there was a show. lot of music on yeah. there that was fantastic. They were the first TV show that were like... They curated these playlists oh, and yeah. were like making songs for certain scenes... Uh, in advance and they were the first ones to like do that even to the point to what's his face um in the brendan fraser episodes um uh, oh. uh fuck what the what the hell is uh, that guy's name is joshua raiden yes joshua raiden's yeah. like one of his really good friends right yeah joshua raiden had never produced an album before made that song for scrubs all of a sudden he's joshua raiden and then he did uh stuff on garden state too exactly yeah, yeah. so that's what that's what kicked it off is uh, Zach Braff and her curating these songs for Scrubs, and all of a sudden, and he talks about it on the podcast, it was really hard once you got into the third and fourth season of Scrubs to put songs in Scrubs because suddenly all these other TV shows just started using them mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah. Um, because it became very, very popular after that to do that. Especially in like medical shows like Grey's oh, yeah. Anatomy. Yeah. And whatever private practice, whatever spun off of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Zach Braff took it a notch higher when he made Garden State. And so Garden State, I believe, was uh, won a Grammy for that soundtrack. Rightfully Um, so. Yeah. That's how good that soundtrack is. It was a good soundtrack. And you got Colin Hay on that soundtrack as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So Colin Colin Hay and Zach Braff is something that is hard not to associate without each other. Like, it's like, it's. It's weird to think that Colin Hay had a career before Zach Braff. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially but, with Men at Work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't even think about him. Well, how time. many albums did you say that he had prior to, like, uh, on this like one? Three. three or four other yeah. ones. Yeah. A couple. So he had a couple. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I would say that Colin Hay is a very, very particular sensibility. He yeah. does not mm-hmm. write songs like other people does. He does not pronounce words in songs <laughs> like other people do. Yeah, um, Scottish, uh, Scottish <laughs> Yeah, am I? Like, he's just he's so unique in his songwriting that like he, I can confidently say he is not for everyone. Yeah, he's just not. That this is why I know for us the song. Is a song that would work, but I think if you look at the context of the mix, what's the riskiest song to put on here? I think it's this song. I think if you look at like all five of the songs, this is the song that's like most people won't like it. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. interesting. It's because Colin Hay is just like he's just not for everyone. Like, and I get it. Yeah, Uh, it it is a very particular style. Nobody else really does what he does there is the guy from tears for fears (laughs) that does solo stuff i forgot his name i'm not thinking of him thinking of someone else okay (laughs) damien rice no no some other scottish we'll get there irish (laughs) british australian guy yeah yeah um 
No, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. I this song popped into my head as probably because of Scrubs as like an end of life song. Yeah. But it can be applied to a lot of other situations. It could be about sobriety, which I know he's talked about I think in some other songs. It could be about the ending of a relationship or a divorce, yeah. you know. I think it's a long enough song that you can apply it to different lengths or yeah. different parts of your life. Interpretation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, RJ, I'm assuming you love the song. Oh, it's a great song. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm familiar with his work prior to, like, or with Scrubs. So yeah. I've only heard the ones that are on there. I haven't listened to him personally on his other albums. The song though, it was it's a good song. Uh I like the feel of it because just it has that just kinda has a sadness to it, and I like those songs. I appreciate those songs. Um I would say this is melancholy to me. Hmm. Okay. But it's just oh, like yeah, this is super melancholy. Yeah. Me. But just in general, I feel like you could put that with any any like you said, it could be with anything. It could be like addiction. It could be this. Mm. And I had the issue with the song because of that, but I do because I do appreciate it because it's from Scrubs. I, yeah. I know this song. There's um, a built-in nostalgia with the song. The biggest yeah. thing is nostalgia yeah. with yeah. this. I should have uh, done fucking Neil Young. But <laughs> I love that song though. because I, I know we're not on order yet because it's kind of hard with order. Yeah. You can't really do order with this. I mean, you can. Can. You can. can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I think. Some of the songs on the mix can be interpreted differently. Yes. I agree. I agree. Yes. Yeah. So you, you can kind of mix them around a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like if you take this song, I would want something more that resembles I'm, I've ended my life. I, I'm at the end of my, my timeline. See, I look at this as a little bit different. So as – when you have an outlook on the possibility of nothing as existence after this life, Mm -hmm. it can either, you can look at it pessimistically or optimistically. And I think of this song personally as the next step after death. That's how I saw it. Yeah. So because of that, it's optimistic and it feels good because of that, because Mm -hmm. you're, you're basically just wait. Like this life is just a passing moment waiting for your next life to for the get. metaphorical heaven yeah. or reincarnation whatever whatever it is, it is. Yeah. yeah i think of it as oh shit yeah. <laughs> damn it like i'm at the, the end of my life that I, I'm, okay. uh, hopefully something else happens <laughs> so yeah i'm there hopefully i'll get a boner again <laughs> so fucking old please just one more boner. wait was viagra <laughs> even a thing then that's true yeah when the yeah. song came out yeah great song love the song okay yeah, I think it works really well. It is weird. I would like to listen to his album to see how this is placed. Because Yeah. Number I, seven. Yeah. I feel like this album it's short. I think there's only like eight or nine songs. It's borderline EP. Yeah. yeah. But it's like I understand with these group of songs using this as the last song. Does that yeah. make sense? Like maybe with another group of songs, you might be able to place it somewhere else. Yeah, but I would say number two or something. Yeah, in another type of mix. Yeah, it could fit because with my feeling of just like in general, either one of us, I guess the way that we see it, I feel like it worked at the end, and I'm happy with it with the end. Yeah, 
Um, my only complaint. <laughs> you don't have to be nervous. Is, Fucking hear it. <laughs> Fuck, tell me. I had this weird issue with four and five. Okay. Because they sound so similar? Yes. So, okay. Ooh. I'm with you here. Because I was I'm just like, those are the right same there. song where it's just like, I want to get off the train because it's like okay. ending and it's, it's my life. This <gasps> mix is yes. so weird. Okay. Yes. Right? Because you've got these you five, over there. So you've got these five songs, and I would argue that each one of these songs is a very particular taste. Mm. Like yeah. the same person who likes Sean Mayer does not like Japan Droids. Yes. The same person who listens to Chance the Rapper most likely does not listen to Sergio Simpson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The same. The person who listens to Colin Hay may like John Mayer, but probably doesn't like anyone else. But, but the person that listens to Sturgill Simpson would possibly like all of them. Because Sturgill Simpson <laughs> isn't for country people. <laughs> Are you looking at my hand right now? I'm looking at it. <laughs> He's holding up number five. All right. I don't know okay. <laughs> about that. But I would say that the mix, just like every other mix that we've made that I like, it's in track number three, You, it turns a different corner. Yeah. And it's a track four and five are a completely different mix. Yeah. Which is what RJ is saying. Like track yeah. four and five are so similar that like... You can make a mix just the songs sounding like these songs, where one, two, and three, they're not similar, but they actually kind of fit together. Maybe it only needed like it needed it needed either the John Mayer song yes. or the call. I would say the Colin Hay song. Okay, right. It was one of RJ's mixes that we were talking about mm-hmm. this kind of same thing with. It's like there were a few songs that were. Like three songs that were really similar and two songs that were like right. very opposed to yeah. everything else. Yeah. That was tough. But for the song four and five, I kind of thought of it as because they are similar in nature, but yeah. I thought of it as song one, how it has two parts. You know, you have the first part of song one, the first part of Sturgill Simpson song, and then it goes into a completely different style. I kind of thought about four and five as a similar thing. Like five is just the outro to song four. Yeah. You know? And like, I'm, it's like RJ saying, it's a minor complaint. Yeah. Like it's something that you notice, but it's not necessarily something that I dislike. Okay. That makes sense. Because if you look at my mixes, almost every one of my mixes, every song is either in the same genre or sounds the same. Yeah. I had yeah. R&B, yeah. I had stripped down covers, I had all acoustic EPs, I have hardcore songs. Yeah. So, like, I make mixes where everything has to match. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys haven't, right? Yeah. And it is it is weird. It's not weird when they don't match. It's just weird in this context because you've got the last two songs and they're Matching, both really yeah. long, yeah, so true. it's like it's over. It's almost ten minutes. Yeah, between the two songs, <laughs> <laughs> that's too long. This was by my way. jazz song. <laughs> I had to include one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I can't remember if you said this. Um, was there another uh, theme to this mix? Okay, so uh, I had a bunch of other songs that I didn't realize were really about, uh, like. Songs that I liked previously that I didn't realize were about getting older. So basically for song two, I thought about including the song Kids by MGMT. Oh, yeah. Which I would have hated it. But uh, okay. That's why I took it out. <laughs> yeah. 
because I didn't, I couldn't listen to it in the mix. Like musically, it didn't fit, but like lyrically and like content wise, I was like, oh yeah, birth to kids to adolescence to blah blah blah, and getting mm-hmm. old. Like it fit in the theme of things. I had a bunch of other songs. Um, let me look them up. But yeah, I had a bunch of other songs that I wanted to include. There were some Jason Isbell songs in there. Neil Young, Old Man. So you could take Neil Young and put it with the John Mayer Colin Hay. And like that's all working together. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, so I would have had to change. So I, that might have been my problem with it. Like with John Mayer being there. And then going into Neil Young, I felt that was too similar. Yeah. So I would have had to get rid of John Mayer, and I just can't get rid of John <laughs> Mayer. <laughs> yeah. Because if you do this playlist with because I, I with Mike's your viewpoint on John Mayer, um, <laughs> if you would have ended it with just four tracks and did one, two, three, four. I would have been fine with that. I like the message of song four because I feel like that did a good job. Or if you did like one, two, three, five and skip the John Mayer one, that would have worked just as well, too. Okay. Minus like how I view the actual uh, <laughs> song of like it, it different. You can view it differently. But either one of those four or five could have been the final track and just taken out the other one. Yeah, I would have put, I would have taken the John Mayer song out, even though I like the song. Okay. I would have put the Colin Hay song at number four and then tried to find a song in a different genre or different sound or something. Do you have anything in mind for that? As like, no. Because that was my problem. Like, I found plenty of uh, two, three, and four songs, but I only had one for number one and I had like two in mind for number five. See, it's hard because your mix is about the the idea of life. Yeah. Conceptually, right? Well, a and, lifespan. Yeah, yeah, and going through life. So, like, you have songs that are about death. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. that count in this playlist? You mean like... Uh, like Billy Joel's Only the Good Die Young. Or when we... No. Yeah, Only the Good Die Young, yeah. yeah. There was another one, Forever Young. Forever Young. Which I looked up the band that that was by. I've never heard of them before. Yeah. I don't know who that. Yeah. Um, you guys just put the, who's it, the Jay Z uh, remix that you did yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot Do of those other count. Stuff. Would they you? Would. They yeah. would? So, did you have any ideas, RJ, for a last song? From Whom the Bell Tolls. Does that count? Okay. <laughs> yes, but that would be. Uh, do you know, know what I would do if you ended the mix with that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or Deaf Heaven's Dream House. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> See, literally, I feel like if you did any of those, I'd be like, "All right, he gets points for that." All right, <laughs> damn it. Um, as far as choices of ending, it's like I. I I don't have anything on top of my head of how to end it. It's just like you you need to find a song that it's like this is the end of my life. I've reached the end. I've done everything. You could be optimistic. You could be pessimistic. Old Man lyrically is the best song for that in my head. But I can't like that song. You and honestly would work really well in the middle of this mix is The Waiting Line. 
Oh, Remo or not yeah, Remo, uh, Remy Remy Zero. Yes. Yeah. Like because that's like a transitional. It's a transitional type okay. song, and it's it only works in the context of something like this, like in yeah. the Garden State soundtrack. Yep. Where it's like that song is about like that would have been good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would work. Ooh, I could have just made a whole Garden State soundtrack. You could have. I would have been in. in there. Oh, yeah. Seek. Mm-hmm. That seems like it fits somehow. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have any ideas for other songs in this playlist? Like, if you were Remember, to make a playlist based on the same thing. I was like, if I did something, I only have posts <laughs> afterwards of sadness and breakup. Yeah. The only thing that I thought of, if you're going to do anything for the adolescent, is just something by Blink-182. That would have fit actually pretty good as some sort of adolescent just something of just part. I'm I'm rambunctious, I'm drinking, I'm partying. I don't know throw that song. into number two. Yeah. Okay, that would have been good. And I was like, that that's the only you know substitute. Yeah. You would have got bonus points for that. Um, I had another one that was a acoustic cover that I really like. And it was Teenage Dirtbag, the weedest song, but an acoustic cover of that. Hmm. Which I thought might have fit as song number two or three, but I really like song three. He's so a teenager, it works. Yeah, yeah. I was only I was thinking of uh, also musically because, like I'm saying, because I could I could keep the Chance the Rapper song with John Mayer and Colin Hay because that song is so bizarre. Ooh, yeah, I could keep those with it, and I can also keep the Chance the Rapper song with the first two songs. Okay. It's just I so I can either take these three or these three, and if I'm gonna take the back three, which that's the side of the mix that I like the most. Even though I love Sturgill Simpson, I would take Fuck. yeah I would confusing. take the back three because I think wow. I'd like those songs. Okay, and I think they work really well, and I think the message is more it's more cohesive. I guess yes, yeah. if that makes sense. Well, like in general. Overall, the five songs, they work. I'm fine with the playlist. I enjoyed the playlist for what it was, you know, beginning to end. Um, as far as, like, the Sturgill Simpson song, just viewing that, I, I know it's a weird concept, but you have him kind of, this is my child being born into life. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the songs are about that child's life. Okay. I want the baby to sing about his life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> he was younger. Us would be the baby singing about his life, <laughs> but just the outlier. I'm just like yeah, that. No, I'm would visualizing be, this right now. That yep. would be my outlier of the song. The rest of it's fine. The I number number it. one would be the outlier. That's interesting because you, Mike, you and I have the same, not the same connection, but we have a, a similar like for Sturgill Simpson. Yeah, and RJ doesn't. Mm-hmm. So. That's interesting. Like your the individual song, on that one in the mix. You know, you've heard my in- yeah. what I felt about the song. I but I just feel like lyrically, I it's a cool it's it's a cool lyrics to it. But it just fitting everything else, I feel like you know, it's the life of this person. But the first song is like, oh, it's the f- life of the dad. Yeah, the first song it's it's about relationships. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily about us, the relationship just yeah. between him and his son. Because he's also experiencing the relationship between him and his dad and yeah. him and his grandpa. That's kind of why I compared yeah. it to Boyhood. Yeah. Because the first part of Boyhood is like not necessarily completely about the kid. Yeah. But about the parents' relationship. Yeah. that It's weird because I thought yeah. the same thing. That like if I had to get rid of one song on this, it would be the Sturgill Simpson song. Ooh, okay. Even though it's a 
great intro song. Yeah. I don't feel like if I had to get rid of one of the songs to be that song. It's such a gray area. It's like, yeah. you know, it's a fantastic yeah. intro. But you could change it. You could. I looked up so many songs. Like so, MGMT's "Kids" was like my second song for a long time. Yeah, and I don't like the song. I tried to include a cover by uh, Colin and Caroline, somebody oh, nice. that you had that oh, did yeah. maps. I didn't like the cover. I just don't like that song. Yeah. So there's not too many songs about being a kid that I could find. Yeah. Like, or I mean, especially being born. Like I don't know if you could get uh, P Diddy use it used hard enough hard knock life in front of one of his songs right Jay Z hard Jay Z did yeah that's right hard knock life yeah. it's a hard knock life or just the song from Andy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there's the, uh, so you know much. who I felt this mix if I could put an artist I'd have to find the song right. But if I could, if I could take, let's say I took Sturgill Simpson out, and I was going to just put another artist in there, it'd take me a little bit to find the song, but I'm sure he has it in there. I feel like Nick Drake would be a perfect accompaniment in this mix. Mm. Are or, you familiar with Nick Drake? Yeah, but I was and, thinking Cat Stevens, Cats in the Cradle. Um, he's similar. Yeah, but that's like if you're going to do relationships about dads. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, cause so Nick Drake has a very similar style to me as Colin Hay. Yeah. The way that they sing their songs and stuff like it's not for everyone. And you've got to be like really into that style of music. Yeah. To, like, like it, but I like it a lot. Are you a Nick Drake fan? No, no. Yeah. I've same. heard pink moon and that's yeah. it. Pink moon. Yeah. You've heard other Nick Drake songs cause he's on garden state. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd have to take a, a dive into that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, be ready to rank. Get I'm ranked. I'm ready. You ready to get ranked? Oh, yeah. <laughs> RJ, let's hear it first. Um, So I really had not many issues with this. Minus, you know, four and five. Similar, the intro track with the, you know, it could have been a different concept for that. Besides that, I feel like the whole thing in general did a fantastic job, especially with the riddle of the Sphinx being the concept. So I feel like, you know, and I like the songs too. I, I enjoyed all the songs. I had no issues with any of them really. I like Colin Hay, John Mayer, you know, Chance the Rapper. Um, for a song, it got a decent ranking. I got 3.78. Okay. The way he was talking, I was expecting him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He does this every time. Every time, yeah. As soon as I heard your, like, thoughts on the first song, I was like, all right, this is a three out of five. Almost every time, RJ, it's that you're kind of indifferent, and then you're like, it gets a pretty good story. I would would like to hear him talk for an hour and a half about something that he really likes and see what that sounds like. (laughs) It's where I argue with you. You can talk indifferently about Blink-182. Yeah, yeah. you've complained more about Blink Away too. They have good songs. Like. They have bad songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Haley Williams. Sometimes she has eyebrows. Sometimes she doesn't. <laughs> it was only the one. Right. <laughs> we discussed this. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. So you said something that I can't remember. I couldn't remember if it applied to this playlist, but it actually helped me with this playlist and it's funny because we've been talking about garden state yes so like i thought about this playlist and a mixtape in the context of a movie soundtrack okay not that this 
group of songs would all work in one movie. But I could imagine every song, honestly, but the Sturgill Simpson song, I can place every other one of these songs as specific scenes in a movie. Okay. And I couldn't remember if that was having to do with this because I know that you brought that up conceptually before. Yeah. I did say, I think I said that last week yeah uh when i like sent you guys the playlist mm, okay but that was kind of my idea behind the rest of the songs and the first song i just really wanted to keep yeah there's a few songs i just really wanted to keep and i had to like work my way around yeah the rest of them. but yeah. every one of the other songs i totally it totally okay. fits in the context of like watching a movie and hearing the songs okay yeah so i i liked it a lot because of that um, that's what like hooked me on the Chance the Rapper song because I was just like, yeah, I totally see this in a movie. Without um, that context, I don't think it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but yeah. So I, I, what's my highest score on this? Movie? I think I don't know if you've been into the fours yet. Uh, I for sure have done like a three point eight or something. Yeah, I think a three point was a higher three. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm gonna give you a four. You're getting a four. Oh, right. And is this just because I made you like John Mayer a little bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, I don't know if I don't know John Mayer's catalog to be like, is yeah, this yeah. song a representation of John Mayer? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> if you picked yeah. us, if you had to pick a song that's like this represents John Mayer, it would not be that song. <laughs> okay. If I were to. Take his albums and take out every popular song. I, <laughs> I would think like you it. would like those albums yeah, for sure, and it would be representative of this song. Okay, so <laughs> I remember like, now that's what up. I call John Mayer. That's what I yes. want to hear. <laughs> I'll make that <laughs> statement. And you hear all the popular songs at the time that they came out. I think I was just those songs are stupid. They're popular, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's what I did, and. I hated them, but now it's like, you know, seeing the live album that Devin showed me and just seeing it and be like, okay, I see it. I see like, you know, the way that their music's put together. I see the lyrics. I see the, how he's like improvising with just the, the guitar beforehand. And I was like, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. Gravity's fucked sick. Stay the hell away from me. (laughs) It's it's always pulling me down. Yeah. It makes sense. Sorry, Mike. Continue. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to give you four. Like I said, complaints were minor. Um, enjoyed the mix. All right. Um, yeah, I I think. Yeah, honestly, if maybe, yeah, it was just really some of the transitions and just the first song. Even though I, I like the first song a lot, yeah, it's just I just didn't feel like it mixed with the other ones. But like, if that first song was changed, and that probably would have changed like the order of the songs, um, because I would be interested if this mix started off with the Colin Hay song. Um, because I think that that's conceptually you and I are on the same page, but that wouldn't work for RJ. Cause you'd be yeah. like, wait, I'm fucking no. dead. Well, yeah. <laughs> no more boners. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to see Alice. <laughs> Hashtag. No, you're just starting to get boners. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, there's plenty of boners. <laughs> yeah. You've just been pre-coming all along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think like hearing your guys feedback on it on song five and song one. Yeah. I can totally agree with like yeah. number one is it, it is tough mostly because it's from the perspective of the dad and not the kid. I agree with that. I can't think of another song that I would put for number one. And then number five, realizing that 
my whole uh, perception of it is from Scrubs, and same thing for us. That kind of changes it for me. Like yeah, knowing get... that, I would have changed it to something else, but it's... I didn't realize that literally until now. Yeah, if someone doesn't know the song and just read the title, you could start the mix off with First Day of My Life." Ooh. Because that's like the first day of a relationship. Fucking bright eyes. Yeah, but that's like, oh. technically, it's like, this is the first day of my life. <laughs> okay, I could have done bright eyes for song one. I like that idea. Bright eyes for song one, yeah. first day of my life would have been sick. Yeah. Because right. it's like sad, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you would have gotten a five. Damn. Yeah. That's an easy. That's good. All right. Three minds together. That's how we get a five. All right, motherfucker. Cool. All right. What I'm is ready. it going to be this week? What's it oh, going to be this week? You don't get the rank. You're, you're getting you're going to four uh, or something. I, okay. <laughs> Honestly, 4.4 out of 5 nah. until you said the scrubs thing, then I'm down to a 4. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Four. That's it. <laughs> all right, motherfucker. All right. Motherfucker. <laughs> all right. First off, we're all friends here, right? <laughs> oh, God damn it. This is a Metallica playlist. <laughs> so, let me just say I had a couple playlists where I'm like, all right, Here's Saint my Anchor. ideas. It's all Saint Anchor. Yeah. And <laughs> the best album, by the way. I might be okay with it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I need to do this. And I, I started looking into it. I'm like, I need an idea. I need this. I need a thought. And and this came into my head. You guys ready? Yep. The title? Oh, God. You have to read the title? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all, right, all right. Ready? <clears throat> all right. Want more Blink? This should cover it. Is this... So, like, B-sides and rarities? Is this all Blink songs? If you're telling me this is all Boxcar Racer, I'm oh, in. Okay. <laughs> Will you answer me these questions three? <laughs> are these Blink songs... Are they Blink covers? Or are they songs about You get to one answer. Are they songs about blinking? <laughs> you get one answer. What's your question? Are they all blink songs? Wait, hold on. Oh. Mike, Mike and I have to con- Wait, convene read the, on this. Read the title. What, okay. <clears throat> you want more blink? Want more blink? Want more blink? This should cover it. This should cover. Blink covers. They're covers. Blink yeah, covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're covers. They're covers. They're blink covers. Yeah, they're, they got to be blink, blink covers. covers. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> unless he's mispronouncing blink with bling. Oh, is you it Chingy? Bling? <laughs> is this fucking Chingy? And fabulous? Is this ludicrous? Luda? He's just fucking pronouncing words like he did last time. You want more bling? Thrills. Cadillac thrills. What's your fun question? Check out the oil my Cadillac thrills. Got some Jaru? Is this Jaru? Luda. That's not my question. No, there's no Jaru. Your questions are. We know it's blink covers. I think I don't think I have any questions. I know it's blink covers. Wait, that's my question. Is it blink covers? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> is that are you are you agreeing with this? This is our it's one question. question. Okay. No, you get one question. I trust him. <laughs> don't ever trust are him. these blink covers. <laughs> he picks John Mayer. Answer me honestly. <laughs> You'll find hey. out next week. Oh fuck. He's he's what are you, 0 for one? One yeah. for one? I'm 0 I'm no, I'm one for you're 0 for one. Oh, what are we one ranking? for yeah. two? One for two? I'm three for four. <laughs> I'm seven and a half for three. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty good. About past six, six and a half, let's say. Okay, wait. On a good day. It's typical Filipino. Yeah. Tell me this title. Yeah. Leans to the left a little bit. 
Want more blink? This should cover it. Want more blink? Blink cover. Blink cover. But who's asking? (laughs) 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 Fucking nobody. (laughs) Y'all. That's the question. Is who's asking this question? Who who came up to you and said, "I want more blink"? (laughs) I've had all of the blink. (laughs) I need more. I desire more. They should cover it. Got you. You. It's your fix. I'm gonna already name this mix as "Ways to Die," <laughs> <laughs> songs to commit suicide. <laughs> they have that one song where the kid commits suicide, right? Uh, or did a kid commit suicide from one of their songs? I, I'm sure many people have. What's yeah. a really sad Blink song? <laughs> Adam's Adam song. Yes, Adam song. What's that about? Uh, it's it's this depression, suicide. Someone, yeah. I think someone committed suicide from that song. Probably because I spilled what? apple juice in the hall. Much like the Sergio Simpson cover of Nirvana, I'm curious to hear Blink-182 covers. Oh, this is sounds. Okay. If they could... I don't know who's out there other than a band like Blink, who's out there covering Blink songs. Good Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll find out next week. I don't care about the lifestyles of the rich. And the rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can find the podcast at Five Song Mixtape on Spotify, iTunes. Find us on Instagram, Five Song Mixtape. Find us on Spotify for the mixes. Five Song Mixtape all over the world. Shoot. Use a grant. Until next time. Get a light